Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And no, it's not freezing cold and snowing. (laughs) Remember, we did have that sprinkle of the white stuff a few weeks ago, which coated the distant mountains. But this week in Arizona, after a few chilly mornings, I've had to put a jacket on, the afternoons have been warm, sunny and balmy. The reason I say this is I've had a few members of my family and friends get in touch this week and say, oh my goodness, we've been watching the news, the ice storms, the power cuts, the freezing lakes in America. Are you okay?" And I've said, yes, because Texas is a long way away. (laughs) I mean, a really long way away. I'm actually currently wearing no shoes. I mean, much like it takes a while to get your head around living in a country so large that it has multiple time zones, clearly America's vast size also means that one part of the country can be chest high in snow, whilst a couple of states over, we're barbecuing. This week was gearing up, I have to say, to be another week that felt like we were living in limbo, working from home, homeschooling from home, eating dinner in our home. I got far too excited this week about going to a DIY store and buying a drill. I know, living on the edge. Then my daughter had to go into school for the first time in about four months to have an eye test. And actually, she felt a bit nervous about seeing people IRL. She's going to (laughs) cringe that I just said IRL. And then she's going to really cringe that I said the word cringe. Teenagers, eh? Uh, IRL, in case you don't know, means in real life. It was strange to see her nervous about seeing people who she talks to every day on Zoom. But I suppose that's something that loads of us who've been working remotely through this pandemic will have to deal with at some point or another. Back out into the world. I suppose I'm going to have to actually wear something other than pyjama bottoms below my waist at work (laughs) at some point in the future. Whilst at school, she caught up with a friend of hers. Do you remember Pizzagate? The instance where a friend came over to hang out with my two girls and then clearly texted her mum because she didn't like whatever we'd cook for dinner. And her (laughs) mum ordered in and had delivered a huge takeaway pizza. It just arrived at our front door. I was like, um... So that was Pizzagate, and that friend is actually in the same class as my younger daughter, who still goes into school three days a week. So to continue the saga, the teenager, my teenager, then finds out that said friend actually brings in extra food to school every single day, supplied by her mother, which she then gives to my youngest daughter. Now, my youngest has clearly never mentioned this to me, because child plus free food, why would she? But first Pizzagate, now Lunchgate. Why does this woman think my children are starving? <laughs> anyway, I've got too much else going on right now, so it's not a conversation I'm even going to attempt to have in the near future. But good grief, I'm very confused. In the limbo of this week, I also managed to live vicariously through other people by checking out the latest neighbourhood dramas on Nextdoor, the local social media site. Headlines this week, have you seen my peacocks? Written in all caps. Yes, a neighbour's three peacocks have apparently escaped. Do not approach, it said also in all caps. I'm not quite sure what an angry peacock can do. My mind boggles, but I haven't seen them. And someone whose rabbits had babies and was trying to rehome them was warned by another neighbour, give them to a shelter. People will take those rabbits and use them to feed their snakes. 
It's not a conversation I can imagine overhearing in Manchester, but maybe I've just lived a very sheltered life. But just as this week promised to be up there on the list of weeks that passed by in a pandemic fog of meh, we saw her. We'd been looking for another dog for a few months, and I know we've already got 10,000 pets, but we're those people, clearly. With kitty cats and youngest children, we couldn't get an older rescue dog, as shelters won't rehome into houses under those circumstances, and pups, well, they come and go in a flash, don't they? We'd been told not to buy pets off apps like Nextdoor or Craigslist, as sadly there are people who don't treat their animals very well and are out just to make money. And it's really hard to find out who those people are before it's too late. But long story short, after a long time of looking around, I woke up at silly o'clock one morning, browsed a few local dog breeder and dog broker type places. There are companies who work alongside breeders and then take in dogs and puppies to rehome. I saw her. 12 weeks old, a female black and white Malamute. Another snow dog, I know. I'll be able to stuff a duvet weekly with the amount of dog hair in my house. But she was the dog we've been waiting for. We called up and went to see her, taking Juno, who sniffed her once and then looked generally unimpressed at this small bundle of fluff, and we were told we could take her right away. Children, massively excited. Then we had to wait for a vet check, and the vet check was worried about an upset tummy, and then we had to wait a few more days, and blah, 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 limbo upon limbo upon limbo. The upshot, though, being that yesterday we got the go-ahead, and she's home. The house is now covered in puppy pads, of course, and she's managed to pee everywhere but actually on those puppy pads, so standard dog behaviour. But the amount of paperwork (laughs) we had to sign to get this dog, whilst clearly not the case for every single dog that is homed in this country, it was just off the scale. One of the 48 billion pieces of paper we had to sign (laughs) was a waiver that said if we entered the dog into a dog show and she didn't win... We can't sue the people we got her from. (laughs) Imagine suing someone because your dog doesn't win a show. I mean, obviously, we have zero intention of putting our family pet in a dog show, but you never know. Maybe we'll find a nice village fate somewhere in rural Arizona. But I just wonder how many times that that situation must have cropped up and caused an issue for them to actually put a whole new clause in the contract. Anyway, Woodsley, named after a character from a podcast... I know, this is my children for you. It's a brilliant podcast actually called In Strange Woods, a musical drama uh, which the girls really, really loved. It's very good. My friend Matt made it. But that's where she got her name, Woodsley, and she's now home. Juno wavers between being super friendly and not at all interested and the cats, well, they're absolutely furious. But they're cats, so that's their general role in life, isn't it? So we now have an American dog, an Alaskan Malamute, no less. Yep, another snow dog in the desert. So we're hoping that there's some snow left in Flagstaff to enjoy before she no doubt spends the entire summer sitting in the pool with Juno. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 